Chapter Five of the Silver Princess in Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen. The Silver Princess in Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. Headway. When Randy wakened kabumpo had already started on grumbling under his breath because nowhere in sight was there a green bush a tree or anything at all that an elephant or little boy might eat where are we yawned randy sitting up and rubbing his eyes with his knuckles great gillikins this is as bad as gaper's gulch all the countries bordering on the deadly desert are queer no-count little places sniffed the elegant elephant angrily jerking his robe off a cactus and from the feel of the air we must be near the desert now at mention of the deadly desert randy lapsed into an uneasy silence for how could they ever cross this tract of burning sand and how could they reach eve or jinnicky's castles until they did cross it while this vast belt of destroying sand effectively kept enemies out of oz it also kept the ozians in if we only had some of jinnicky's magic or even his silver dinner bell to bring us a good breakfast sighed randy glancing round hungrily pretty stupid of me not to have brought along a lunch and there's not even a brook or stream in this miserable little patch of woods where a body could quench his thirst maybe it will rain and that would help a little maybe admitted kabumpo squinting up at the leaden sky anyway here we are out of the woods but take a look at those rocks and those heads behind the rocks whispered randy clutching kabumpo's collar there's something pretty odd about those heads if you ask me wheezed the elegant elephant curling up his trunk odd or i'm losing my eye and ear sight odd hissed randy tightening his hold on kabumpo's collar good goats and gravy they're flying round loose like birds why they've got no bodies on em no bodies at all read the sign directed kabumpo uncurling his trunk and pointing to a crude warning scratched on a flat slab at the edge of the road leading to the rocky promontory above heads up this road leads to headland nobody's allowed humph well we won't make much headway without our bodies grunted kabumpo as randy read the message slowly to himself such impudence why should we pay any attention to such stuff bodies or not we're going on and how can fellows minus feet and arms hope to stop us they might crash down on us with their heads worried randy as an angry flock of headmen circled round and round at the top of the road and those heads look hard 
not any harder than mine keep your crown on randy advised kabumpo grimly the spikes will dent him good and if you reach down in my left-hand pocket you'll find a short club the club will be better than your sword you can't cut a head off no neck and besides we don't really want to injure the pests already then here we go randy did not answer for hooking his heels through kabumpo's harness he was already delving into the capacious pocket on the left side of the elegant elephant's robe discovering not only a club but a quiver full of darts jerking himself upright the club in one hand the darts in the other he peered aloft with growing anxiety as foot over foot kabumpo climbed up the granite slope the faces of the headmen were round and deeply wrinkled from the hot winds blowing off the desert their ears huge and fan-shaped flapped like wings and like wings propelled them through the air before kabumpo reached the top a whole bevy came whizzing towards them screaming out indignant threats and warnings off be off they shouted hysterically off with their arms off with their legs off with their bodies halt stop begone you miserable creepy crawly creatures you dare not set a foot on our beautiful headland oh daren't we kabumpo shook his trunk belligerently and who is to stop us pray i am rasped the ugliest of the headmen snatching a coil of wire from a niche in the rocks with his teeth the ugly little mugly came flapping toward them another of the headmen hastened to seize the opposite end of the wire in his teeth and stretching it between them they came rushing on watch out warned randy dropping flat between kabumpo's ears they're going to trip you up wrong how wrong chattered all the headmen bobbing up and down like balloons let off their strings they're going to cut off his body confided one of the long-nosed tribesmen zooming down to whisper this information in randy's ear the creature's head is welcome enough and with those enormous ears he'll have no trouble flying but his body oh his body is awful and must stay behind and your body too you little monster we'll cut that off too promised the headman in his oily voice what use is a body anyway i see you have very small ears but they can be stretched and just wait till you've been debodicated you'll feel so right and light and flighty help stop help help screamed randy as the ugly mugly gave him a playful nip on the ear back up kabumpo back down they're going to catch you in that wire and choke you fa nonsense panted the elegant elephant and heaving himself up over the last barrier he stopped confidently out on the rocky plateau heads up heads up shrilled the headman 
while the two with the wire deftly encircled kambopo's great neck began to fly apart in order to draw the noose tighter kambopo ducked but much too late and though his ferocious trumpeting sent swarms of headmen fluttering aloft the two holding the wire stuck to their task pulling and jerking with their teeth until kambupo's jeweled collar was pressing uncomfortably into his throat don't worry he grunted gamely their teeth will give way before my neck does calm yourself my boy calm yourself but how could randy feel calm with his best friend in such a predicament and already beginning to gasp for breath jumping up and down on kambupo's back he rattled his club valiantly but the headsmen were too high up for him to reach and when at last he flung the club with all his strength at one on the left it seemed to make no impression at all on the hard head of the enemy redoubling his efforts he drew the wire tighter and tighter in his yellow teeth in desperation randy suddenly remembered the darts and drawing one from the quiver sent it speeding upward the first missed but as the elegant elephant began to sway and quiver beneath him the second found its mark striking the headman squarely in the middle of the forehead an expression of surprise and dismay overspread his wrinkled features and the next instant with a terrific yawn he dropped the wire and fell headlong to the rocks where he rolled over and over and over great goopers exclaimed randy hardly able to believe his luck why he's not hurt at all but has fallen asleep watch the others the others gulped kambupo shaking his head in an effort to free it from the wire already another had flown to take his fallen comrade's place but before he could snatch the wire randy brought him to earth with one of his sharply pointed darts the next who ventured he shot down too and the rest of the band came swarming down to see what was happening randy sent arrow after arrow winging into their midst till the flat smooth rock was dotted with sleepy heads for each one hit promptly fell asleep though his arm ached and his heart thumped uncomfortably randy did not even pause for breath till he had sent the last arrow into the air and then quite suddenly he realized he had won this strange and ridiculous battle more than half of the earmen as he could not help calling them to himself lay storing on the ground the rest with terrified shrieks and whistles were flapping off as fast as their ears would carry them now entirely free of the wire but still trembling and gasping kabumpo stared angrily at them what i cannot understand puffed randy sliding to the ground to examine a group of the enemy is what put them to sleep i thought your darts might hurt or head them off or puncture them like balloons but instead here they are asleep and how asleep 
Shall I pull out the arrows? I might need them later. They are not my arrows, Kabumpo said, wrinkling his forehead in a puzzled frown. I didn't have any arrows, but ha ha, karumph. The elegant elephant began to shake all over. They must be gaper arrows. The wakes must have stuck them in my pocket when they fetched my robe and headpiece. Pretty cute of the little rascals at that. Why, these must be the same arrows the winks shot at me. Randy, but my hide was too tough for them, and they didn't work. Well, they certainly made short work of the headman, said Randy, turning one over gently with his foot. Goodness, I thought you'd be choked and done for, old fellow. Who, me? Nonsense. My neck would have broken their teeth in another minute or two. Well then, shall I pull out the arrows? asked Randy, who had his own opinion about Kambupo's narrow escape. We could use them again some time. No, no, leave them in. So long as those arrows stick fast, the little villains will sleep fast, and that's the only way I can stand them. But suppose the others fly back, Randy still hesitated. Pooh, don't you worry about that. Kambumpo raised his trunk scornfully. They're frightened out of their wits and probably halfway to the Sapphire City by this time. And when they do come back, we won't be here. Won't we? Dubious Randy began to pace across the bare and arid plateau. I certainly don't think much of Headland, do you? I wouldn't have it for a gift, even if they threw in a tusk brush and diamond earrings besides, snorted Kambupo. Why, it's nothing but a humpy bumpy acre of rock without a tree, a house, a bird, or even a blade of grass. I'd give the whole country for a mouthful of hay or a bucketful of water. We might find a spring among the rocks, proposed Randy, hurrying along hopefully. More likely a fall, predicted Kambupo, trudging gloomily behind him. But just then Randy, who had vanished behind a sizable boulder, gave an excited whoop. Hi-ye, Kambupo! We're here, we're here, right on the edge of it, he shouted vociferously. Look, the elegant elephant pushing around the rock did look, then, mopping his forehead with the tip of his robe, sank heavily to his haunches, and for a moment neither said a word, for truly enough the jagged point of headland projected over the desert as a high cliff hangs over the sea. Below, the seething sand smoked, churned, and tumbled, sending up sulfurous waves of heat that made both travelers cough and splutter. So, all we have to do is cross, gasped Randy, dashing the tears brought by the smoke out of his eyes. And a simple thing that will be, grunted the elegant elephant sarcastically, seeing that one foot on the sand spells instant destruction. If we could just flap our ears like headmen, 
we could fly across but as we can't sighed randy seating himself despondently on a boulder what are we to do well that remains to be seen muttered kambupo who had not the faintest notion never cross a deadly desert on an empty stomach is my motto and i'm going to stick to it sticking to mottoes won't get us anywhere randy said skimming a stone off the edge and watching with a little shudder as it was sucked down into the whirling stand doesn't that desert make you thirsty goopers if i had a dipful of water i'd gladly do without the breakfast rumph looks as though you might have that wish feeling hurriedly in the right pocket of the robe kambupo dragged out a waterproof as large as a tent just spread this over me will you he puffed anxiously storm coming hear that thunder storm coming coming cried randy springing up to help kambupo with the buckles why it's here he had to raise his voice to a scream to make himself heard above the gale that arising apparently from nowhere struck them furiously from behind he had just fastened the last strap of the waterproof to kabumpo's left ankle when the rain swept down in perfect torrents rain accompanied by hailstones as big as easter eggs there was ample room for randy beneath the elegant elephant and standing between his front legs the young monarch lifted the waterproof and reaching out caught a huge hailstone in his hand touching it against his parched lips randy gave a sigh of content then crunching it up rapturously stuck out his head and let the pelting downpour cool his hot and dusty face wonder if this will put out the desert he mused ducking back as a terrible clap of thunder boomed like a cannon shot overhead say it's a lucky thing you're so big kambupo he called up cheerily or we'd be blown away we listen to that wind would you have to do more than listen howled the elegant elephant bracing his feet and lowering his head ahoy below catch hold of something randy help hi hold on hold on for the love of blue mountains here we go here we blow oomph bloomph cur ah oh no kambupo no leaping up randy caught the elegant elephant's broad belt put on the brakes quick and kambupo did try making a futile stand against the tearing wind but the mighty gale whistling under his waterproof filled it up and out like a balloon and with a regular ferry-boat blast kambupo rose into the air and zoomed like a zeppelin over the deadly desert while randy hanging grimly to the strap of his belt banged to and fro like the clapper on a bell End of chapter 5